Hello, and uh, welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast, season three. Woo, I did forget to mention this in the last episode, so I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. With season three, I we are leaving the star-studded duds behind, but... Bye. Bye. Yeah, everyone say bye. John, would you like to say yeah. bye? Bye, Gare. <laughs> bye, Gare. But with this season, we decided we're just going to change it up. Instead of locking ourselves down with a genre or a theme of any kind, we're just going to kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, this was my selection this week, and I selected Mind Hunters. The 2005, there's no way it's a hit. I didn't even hear of this movie until like two months ago when it was on TV randomly. <laughs> when LL Cool J dropped his new album. <laughs> I feel like season three, we should point out too, is typically where a show takes off. You know, like season three oh, is usually... So like this is this is the... Per, like the momentum this is the we're gonna we're gonna hit it big <laughs> yeah i mean we've already made it big but like season three usually kind of justifies that right well we kind of skipped over the intros that was my fault i apologize that's me mark burris uh with me as always is john girdler and peter blankenship i'm john <laughs> all right <laughs> that was just poor come on peter uh still john <laughs> still john um, so like I said, Mind Hunters of the movie, let's just go around and do initial thoughts because I'm the only one here who has seen it. So, uh, John, let's start off with you. I am a, a sucker for like the premise of this movie just in general. Um, I really like like mystery novels and shows like Harper's Island where, you know, they're stuck on an island and there's a killer and they're trying to figure out who, who done it. Um, so I thought this movie is a lot of fun is as bad as some of the dialogue was and some of the, the <laughs> camera work. Um, I loved it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> really like oh, this movie. Oh, Peter, what what is your take on this movie? And careful, don't hurt my feelings. Uh, it's garbage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to skip you then, and I want to just talk about how this this might be the greatest movie ever made. I know that sounds excessive, but if you truly appreciated the metaphors and the subtle of just the brilliance of this movie. There's nothing subtle about <laughs> this at all. But that's what's so brilliant. <laughs> How not subtle it is is actually a subtlety in and of itself. Now you're thinking like a mind hunter. It's <laughs> <laughs> been my struggle. Let's. I want to go ahead and read off the uh, the introduction real quick before we dive into this plot. Um, trainees in the FBI psychological profiling program must put their training into practice when they discover a killer in their midst. Midst. Wow, what a premise. And it really is just another one of those, like you were talking about, John, like I enjoy them, but it's all based around that like kind of clue idea or um, Agatha Christie's book, The Ten Little Indians, or and, and then, then there were none. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a question to start out. Yes, Peter, what is your question? So... Harrison Val Kilmer said to expect someone on the island. We never got that person. Well, it was the puppeteer. Who was the puppeteer? I don't think there was actually ever going to be a puppeteer. This is jumping. We're going to, I'm jumping ahead real quick to answer this question. When we eventually find Val Kilmer dead, which is super sad because not my biggest complaint with this movie is not enough Val Kilmer. Uh, I could always use a movie with a lot of Al Kilmer. Uh, Even that- Batman Forever? Ooh, touche. Willow. <laughs> oh, come on. He kills it in Willow. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But when they find him dead in that um, the basement thing later, there's an FBI trainee with them. Or not trainee, another FBI agent with him. There's two of them. Or there's two of them. Maybe one of them we're going to play. 
the puppeteer. Yeah. I was wondering that too, like when the actual premise was supposed to start, because it's not like he knew that this was going to be taken over by a actual killer. Oh no, so yeah. Like, well, I think it's. I it seemed to me like. You know, it got stopped before it could be started. You know what I, I mean? I guess so. I would have loved Chris Farley to come in at the end <laughs> with his box of puppets, and he's like, "Now what do I do?" <laughs> Wait, you're, you're saying Chris Farley is the, is the puppet at the very end? Before we all take our guesses of who Chris Farley, it's a guy would be, that we don't even see. Let's let's lay out this uh, plot because I think this movie is so bananas. I just I love it. So much fun. It's. Like from the start, it's already ridiculous. Of just, we get a weird fake out of its, um, what's her name? Oh, Catherine Morris, who plays Sarah Moore. So Sarah Moore ends up being our protagonist here. You know, she's asleep in her car, and Christian Slater's character, who we don't know at the time, like creepily walks <laughs> up to this car, like unnaturally walks up to this car, and then just does like a knock, knock. Oh, fake out like he's zodiac another, style yeah. he's like another fbi agent and they're doing this weird elaborate training exercise and i want to talk about this training exercise the training exercise in the upside down <laughs> oh yeah it does look yeah, like the, the upside down snow is a little off they're in the middle of some weird wooded area of quantico or I, yeah i imagine somewhere in virginia but it's just like i, I just want to understand the logic so to go through it if it plays out the way it's supposed to, Christian Slater and Sarah Moore, uh, Christian Slater's characters, what is it? JD. JD are two FBI agents who are supposed to be canvassing the area, asking questions. And so they're going from house to house. And so if they, like, how long are we supposed to get that they're out there? You know what I mean? Like, how long is this training exercise? And was there anything in place that ultimately leads them to this house that they find? Like, there's so much assumption into what these FBI people are going to do. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What kind of training exercise Yeah, especially is why she's in a position to fall asleep in the car anyway. Like, if it was a training, they would just be going straight there to do it anyway. Right, because Christian Slater at one point says, like, oh, man, we've been doing this for hours. Like, how many more houses do we have to go? It's like, wait, so they've just been going <laughs> to these fake, quote-unquote, fake houses and asking if they've seen, uh, I think they're looking for two girls or something like that. Yeah. This and everything... is the most ridiculous training exercise. <laughs> and all the while, because when they get to the house, we find out it's been set up you know, to for a, you know, you're stuck in the house with the killer kind of scenario, training scenario. That means that guy who was predicted to be the killer was probably in that house for like a full day. He made a comment on yeah. it. Yeah, like how hungry he was. How is what is it's the about point time of you guys showed exercise? up? <laughs> oh, by the way, that's not me bashing the movie. This is me pointing out its brilliance. It, <laughs> it really makes you think. Like, what are they doing out there? But um, but yeah, and Val Kilmer chastises them. Oh, yeah. Different brand of cigarettes for uh, placements instead of three on the table. I will say, besides the cigarettes one, the car and the place table, I was like, oh, that's a good point. That's a pretty good one. The cigarette ones, I'm like, okay, they're not Sherlock Holmes. Like, that's another thing. One of them is. Before we get get further into the plot, though, I want to ask you guys about, like, do you watch any, like, what is it, Criminal Minds and... Uh, like, I know we watched Hannibal, Peter, like, and that's a lot of profiling and stuff. And I feel like in those shows, it just shows that profilers are basically statisticians. You know what I mean? Where they're presenting ideas that are based on previous scenarios. 
and they're coming up with the, the most logical conclusion. They're not just straight up guessing and just making full on statements of like, this has to be what you're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, have you seen The Mentalist? <laughs> the Mentalist. I've seen Psych, which is the better version of The Mentalist. Well. <laughs> I mean, they check did yourself. They have the same shtick, I guess. Psych was first, and it's funny. So suck it. To quote Psych. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I just I wanted to ask you guys about if that bothered you at all with the how they be how they portrayed profiling. It was more of like these people are really observant and yeah. make assumptions based on their observations of how people act. Right, and it leaves them. They also make such pinpoint assumptions that they leave no room for error. And I feel like that's not profiling. That's just guessing. Yeah. You've obviously got an addictive personality. Right. It's like, well, or he, you know, he likes to have fun. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe him and this guy just do this a lot and it's just something fun. It's not going to mean they're an addict. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, going back to this training house, because yeah, what we find out is all a test and Sarah, because this is a, character development moment for her fails the test because she signals an all clear when they haven't figured out that there's another killer in the house and you know they get captured and find out it's all an elaborate ruse and training exercise because up till that point we didn't know it was a training exercise we the audience yeah we the audience it just (laughs) thank you peter it just uh seems like they're in this basic murder mystery like i thought the first time i saw this i thought it was going to be a thing where either she died or Christian Slater died, or they almost both died, and that was just going to be a plot point. Like, they were going to flash forward. And because of this incident, it was going to lead them to whatever happened later in the movie, not nope. be a weird training exercise <laughs> yeah. fake out. And uh, You're thinking like a screenwriter. I know. <laughs> I, that's what I said to you, Peter, the whole movie. I said, you can't watch this movie thinking like a screenwriter. Out of a better movie. You got to think like a Mindhunter, a profiler. Did you notice when they went downstairs into like the place where they found the buddies that it had the same green tinge color of saw. Yes. I was oh, thinking yeah. of saw the whole yeah. time. And I actually had a note about that. <laughs> so you stole well, that. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you looking at my book? No. Now? Well, John, that's a good point. I want to talk to you about that. Cause like this movie came out 2004, 2005. It was supposed saw to come came out in 20, uh, 2003. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so it was shelved. Yeah. Which is weird because saw came out 2004 and I feel like that Saw would have taken away any thunder from this movie. Yeah, similar vibe. and Right, because it's like the whole traps that happen later in the movie. It, it very yeah. Saw-ish. And, and I some kinda... of the, the gore. I mean, the gore in this was a lot cheesier. And just ridiculous. But still, pretty gory. Right. I Also, before we move on from the, the training exercise, I do want to... One little note I made of just like... When they all fake die because the scenario went so bad... Why did they lay on the ground for so long? <laughs> like all the lights come on and it's like clear that it's an exercise and they're all still acting dead and then they like slowly get up. It's part of being a profiler. You got to be a really good actor. Got to commit to the role. They're pulling part of their inner jigsaw. Remember he lied on the floor? Well, that's, the very end. <laughs> but he drugged himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think the director pulled them to the side and he's like, look, we're going to play with the audience a little bit so the lights are going to come up and they're going to be like, what the hell is this? And you're going to still be lying on the ground. <laughs> so we're not going to know. So what you're saying, the true mind hunter was the director. Yes. And he was trying to get inside of our minds. How is this not the best movie you've ever seen, Peter? How is this not really inside my mind? There's a lot of <laughs> like deep blue used as well. Like blue was a common Oh, yeah, color, yeah. And I, I thought that might be due to his other movie. 
Oh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, that's gonna be one we do eventually. It has to be. That movie fool incredible. has a lot of movies. Yeah, he does. And like most of them are rotten. Most of them are pretty bad. Speak for yourself. I didn't know, but he did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Four, The Dream Master. Oh, if he said if you had said Dream Warriors, I would have been like, okay, I, he might be my favorite director <laughs> of all time, actually, because Dream Warriors is bonkers. <laughs> The uh, let's off the rails. <laughs> off the rails. Let's move on to um, post the training exercise. We see the classroom. Then we're kind of introduced to the rest of the training. The gang. Yeah, the gang. The <laughs> group of trainees that Val Kilmer's teaching. Um, Which, th- if you think about any early two thousands like action movie or uh, maybe some comedies too, but I feel like there's always that character that has like the bleach blonde hair that's like spiked up and he's kind of aloof and like oh, this yeah. character had it that was, exact. It was very <laughs> a, movie. a late nineties, early two thousands like vibe. Um, again, not enough Val Kilmer in this movie. The after we get their little lesson though in the classroom about uh, what the point of their exercise was, and then what the point or what they're doing this weekend, which is going to an island to for, basically it's their final test. I guess it's their final, you know, uh, whether or not they make profiler, uh, which it's not implied, but is, are we supposed to get from that room that like in the classroom they're in? Cause there's, a, it's a big amphitheater that there were a lot of other students and they've been whittled down to this select few. Hmm. I didn't think about that, but possibly. Yeah. Cause that's the only thing I could think of of if if this testing has been going on for a really long time, why hadn't he weeded any of these people out if they were such a problem? I guess because they, they each had their own skill, right? We learned that they're all good at something. Something. Yeah. Which is weird because it makes it seem like they're going for a team dynamic. and mm-hmm. But they're all going for one, one position. position. Like they're all yeah. going to be one. It's one job. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, then we get the the classic, you know, meet the crew at the bar kind of, and they're profiling <laughs> random people at the bar, which was so stupid. Like <laughs> it was, I do enjoy playing that game in in real life. Oh yeah, well it's it's fun to just like guess of, stuff, but yeah. it's it's one thing to just be like, I know everything about this person because I've just been looking at them for twenty minutes or whatever. That's a little creepy when you think about it. Um, yeah, like. It, Really, the only big thing that comes out of this scene, though, is we learned that Vince, who is uh, in a wheelchair, unfortunately, that's his little, you know, his weakness is, as we are told later, uh, very, you know, it's very rude against people in wheelchairs in this movie. There's like four scenes where he gets thrown out of it. Um, and Vince and Sarah Moore are not making Profiler because Vince, while he was in Val Kilmer's office, found the recommendation sheet and uh you know they're just not gonna cut it so why are they going on this mission then that was if they're my already, question already decided which is why i brought up the whole are they, the whittling down thing so is is it a class this is cruel as a class if this is the case that maybe they like some of them have failed day two but have to write out the rest of the course yeah like, waste of everybody's time That's right weird. And like LL Cool J makes some joke later about the taxpayers. Like if the taxpayers only knew, I agreed with them hundred percent. Like that was supposed to be some weird like slant at them. I was like, no, the trading exercise from the opening of the movie probably cost a lot of money. <laughs> and for what? <laughs> uh, but uh, after we leave the, the bar scene and I guess it's the bar scene's another scene where we're learning a little bit of their quirks. 
You know what I mean? Which each makes each character them. Yeah, I'm surprised there's enough room for us at the table with all your inner demons. <laughs> What's going on in that head of yours? Are you trying to do the what Lucas whatever's uh, accent? Which I oh no, okay. No, I was just making the... fun of the movie, but if it sounds like that too, that works. Right, Johnny Lee Miller, who plays Lucas Harper, is one of the FBI trainees, and I. Anyone who watches this movie, I will give you $20 if you can tell me what accent he's going for. Because it randomly is Southern. The actor's British. I actually think he's Scottish, to be honest. Um, he's not from the South. Yeah. No, but it's, not that South. There's just random points where he's like, all right now. Like, let's all calm down and no, put but at your least guns that's down. Southern. No, no, no. But the problem it's comes like from... syllables that are Southern. <laughs> like, the whole word isn't. Exactly. The problem is he'll drop that and then the next scene just being like, okay, everybody, let's, you know, gather up. And you're like, wait, where did the Southern <laughs> accent go? It's kind of like with the, uh, is her name Nicole? The one, the smoking was her oh, weakness. Um, yeah. The, the Tommy Wiseau's Yeah, Nicole. Sister. Um, she had an accent too, but it wasn't consistent. Like yeah. some scenes it would come out and some scenes it wouldn't. I'm so. going to blame the writing for her character at least. I mean, the writing's terrible in this movie, but her dialogue is atrocious. Yeah, her dialogue's no, pretty All bad. their dialogue's pretty bad, but pretty yeah, hers, was, hers well, was really bad. Yeah, Cool J's has some one-liners. <laughs> I Okay, yes, LL Cool J has crazy amount of one-liners, and I'm starting to suspect the only reason he was in the movie like his contraction, like contractual deal was he had to say like 10 one-liners, otherwise he was walking off. I thought that might have been written for Ice Cube, but he <laughs> was doing SVU. Or Ice-T. You mean Ice-T. Yeah, I get them confused. That's what I meant. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, I wish Ice-T was. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Picture him like doing the monkey bar scene. Better <laughs> movie. Replace LL Cool J with Ice-T. Are you kidding me? That's a better movie. But yeah, all his one-liners in SVU. Oh, totally man. LL Cool J's. <laughs> Oh, character. that was his kind of shtick. If he he all they were always obvious too, like time's up, yeah, lights out. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, uh, that's so stupid. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you recognize Johnny Lee Miller? Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller's currently on that show, Elemental. Yeah, because um, when they go, oh, they're like you're Sherlock. Elemental. Okay, Sherlock Holmes is like no, he's not Sherlock. It's the other guy. It's the <laughs> other guy. Watson he's trying to cover his accent, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, I know Catherine Morris is. Uh, we talked about. I think in the last episode, she's she was on that show, uh, Cold, Cold Case. Case, for a really long time. <laughs> you don't have to do the weird moan cry every time. <laughs> oh man, it's a great theme song. It like right. stuck with me. Whoa, haunting. Ooh, haunting. She solves a case, and then the like dead person's ghost thanks her. Yeah, that they never really went into that on that show of why she saw dead people. She didn't. She just. It was just like ah. Oh. It was a metaphor. Yeah, it was like case well done, and then it's like ah, oh, ghosts can finally go to sleep now. Well, let's let's talk about Sarah Moore's character for a little bit because her background has back a cold case. Is, is basically her sister was. It doesn't say serial killer, but she was basically like kidnapped, raped, and murdered. And multiple that, times, multiple times, according yeah. to uh, and wheelchair man. Drowned, oh, and right? drowned. drowned, and that's how she was yeah. killed. Yeah. So she's afraid of the water. Yeah, because he was going like. And she was drowned and raped over and over. And I was like, you can only get drowned once. Okay. <laughs> you can only get done drowned once. Okay. Right. So each character has a weakness, which right. you've pointed out a few of them, but just saying that again, they're... Oh, no, oh, yeah. They let you know. know. Yeah. That, yeah, their vices, as it you know could be called, are really blatant in certain parts. But let's go ahead and jump to this island. Uh, before we do, I did, I did write down one point. The when they're leaving the classroom to get on the helicopter, why is the helicopter in the middle of campus? 
Like it's not on like some helipad thing. It's literally just like outside the door of the. <laughs> so you guys in the quad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <For convenience. laughs> That's so dangerous. It's Quantico. Why go to a pad to get on the helicopter <laughs> when you're naturally coming out of class? It just seems like the. It seems like a parking job of someone who was running late. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. The helipad's like a mile from here. I'm so late right now. <laughs> There's no way they're gonna ticket me. <laughs> yeah. What are they gonna do? <laughs> just take that handicap spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the handicap helicopter spot. <laughs> oh man. Okay, yeah, but so they're going to this island as their final training exercise. And LL Cool J has joined the gang. He's not a part of the FBI trainees. He's a what we're introduced to as a police detective from Philadelphia. He's just there to observe, which I don't know why he would observe that. It doesn't make any sense. And I I feel like the uh classic whodunit there always needs to be the one like kind of misfit oh the outsider there's like always a, an outsider your suspicion yeah. naturally gravitates towards but he explains why he was there he the oh um, yeah Val we, kilmer had like kind of cool training methods and so he or was, suspicious i guess we never yeah. really get the full I work for the doj yeah he yeah we find out later he works for the department of justice and in investigating the whole profile process under val kilmer's character which is weird but I do also laugh at the line when they're talking about that. This We're jumping all over the place. I apologize. But when they bring up the whole DOJ thing, and he's, they're just like, bullshit, FBI investigates the FBI. Yeah. I was like, that no. doesn't make and sense. And he's like, not <laughs> if you want to do it right. It's like, if you want to do it at all, why would they investigate themselves? See, it's like, an iced tea line. <laughs> an that is an, not if you want to do hearing, it right. Yeah, that, I'm just hearing his voice and just expecting him to walk in being like, Liv, we got another body. <laughs> It's an internal yeah. audit of sorts. What's it, the John Mulaney thing of the were there anal contusions <laughs> <laughs> with pigtails? <laughs> you mean to tell me that this guy gets off on girl? Damn pigtails. it, Peter! Now I really, really want iced tea in this movie. That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> yes, iced tea. That's your job. You see if, this every day. If iced tea was in this movie, and his sole job was to make weird comments about each dead body and then drop a one-liner, this would be the greatest movie of all time oh man what would his weakness have been <laughs> he ain't got none <laughs> <laughs> he never uh lets an opportunity go to waste for a joke <laughs> he or always gets the last laugh to drop a one-liner yeah. and it's somehow a trap activated by a one-liner <laughs> it's yeah it's like censored to the sound like last sound and it's like boom you <laughs> I don't know how you'd oh, uh, rig that. But I don't know how you'd rig that. I'm either. sure there's a way. Last laugh is his <laughs> fatal flaw. Oh, <man>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. To get us back on track a little <laughs> bit here, sorry. Uh, they land on the island and basically are told, because uh, this island is used by the Navy for war games and different simulated you know, strategy kind of thing. So it's a weird fake town like you'd see in one of those Nevada nuclear test sites almost. Like um, Nuketown and Cod. <laughs> nice. Way to ref, you know, reference to the young. Yeah, something there. relevant. <laughs> uh, but Val Kilmer tells them they're going to stay the... Uh, are they supposed to be staying the night? <laughs> they're supposed to stay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy you, th- you didn't catch anything either because I thought that was... Like, I was waiting for it. That was one of the things, second viewing, I was just like, they got to bring up how long they're supposed to be there, right? With all the clocks that we see throughout the movie, you'd yeah. think we'd have a time frame. Because, like, Puppet Master Dude was supposed to come at, like, 0800. 
or whatever, and it's or their yeah their their first clue or something like that was supposed to be I don't know it's weird. And why don't they have their guns? Did they explain? Well, because they just didn't need them. I mean, yeah. they're just walking around an island, fake solving a fake crime, um, which is what they're supposed to do. And I I laugh at that random just dinner scene they have when you know the first night they're on there before anything's really started and they're just going around like profiling each other i also want to point out the engineer kid who's played by um what's his name from band of brothers he was in band of brothers um but his his whole thing is supposed to be i guess he's just supposed to be really really smart or mathematician or physics something they play him off kind of weird. They toss him a Rubik's Cube as like a, oh, I bet you can't do it this fast. He actually does it really slow in terms of what <laughs> I've been led to believe a really smart person can do. You know what I mean? And it's not even a test of how smart you are because it's patterns. It's patterns. That's so, what I was thinking. I yeah. like kept thinking. It was I, like, you could Google it right now. Yeah, and just learn how it. to do it really quick. That doesn't prove anything. Ooh, mind hunters. And then, I guess they couldn't Google back then. Yeah, they could. It's 2005. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are, we, what are we doing here? They were dogpiling. Oh, this movie's so old. Play me off. They, they asked Jeeves, John. <laughs> the uh, I, This is just such an interesting scene, though, because they all take a shot at profiling LL Cool J's character, which is so weird. And then he just like flips it around on him and is like, no, all you've done is profiled yourselves. And he like goes through the whole <laughs> team and like dissects it. <laughs> and I I don't get why literally he goes from like Christian Slater being like, obviously you're the, the wannabe team leader because you didn't have a leader in your life or whatever. And he like makes little comments like that that aren't exactly nice, but they're not really that mean until they get to Sarah. And he's just straight up like, when the time comes, you'll fail. <laughs> like you'll it's buckle under the pressure. It's like, whoa, asshole! You're supposed to be like living with these people for an uncertain amount of time. Like, calm down. You don't know these people. Yeah, everybody kind of rags on Sarah throughout the movie. Yeah, which if she's that big of a problem, why wouldn't Val Kilmer cut her from the program earlier? Ugh. But we get to see them all go to sleep that night which is very important cuz it's supposed to keep up the mindset of who who done it who's this you know killer and then we wake up the next morning to uh have a dead cat in the bathroom meow 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 with a um, part of a the watch face in his mouth or whatever that says 10 o'clock and a badge oh yeah kitty cat cop kitty cop i didn't understand the badge thing i know that it's like, showing that that's what's going to happen i i thought that it was going to be the first kill because the badge represented one of them. Did it? Oh, I guess, no, you might be right because, to be I honest... Mean, they, they would all have badges. Yeah, none of them had badges. But they w- all would because they were in the FBI. See what I mean about this movie being just it's deep like, and layered? Like it's you're dead meat, you know? Like, this is you. <laughs> this is you. This is you're, a a wait, you're a cat. We didn't, <laughs> note, we didn't note the ducks in the pool, the joke from the seals. Oh, the Navy being, SEALs? Yeah, it's like, ha-ha. I hate that I didn't get that until you explained it. it. There's a little pond out front of this main building, and there's a bunch of you know inflatable yellow ducks with glasses drawn on, and it says FBI. And I did. I personally did not get this joke, but Peter was on point. Yeah, they quacked. They're a bunch of quacks. <laughs> I hate that I didn't put that together. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> It's because you were thinking like a mind hunter, and not a not screenwriter. A screenwriter. Yeah, that's a good point. I was I was too deep into okay, what's going on? Who's gonna kill who? Plot lines. <laughs> mind hunter. Mind hunter. 
Uh, so when they they go investigate around the ghost town kind of building thing, which would be fun, but at the same time would be so creepy. Even if you not knowing that anything's gonna happen to you or whatever, that's just like a creepy. There's a bunch of bullet holes everywhere, and it's just ah, I wouldn't have liked that. Uh, they do find a body in a toy store because classic puppeteer. I feel like that would have been the first place you look if you're a profiler and someone's going by the puppeteer. If there's a toy store in town, that seems like a good place to start. Uh, they go in and find a fake body, though, and she's all, well, it's like a dummy, and it's all strung up. Um, like fish hooks. And yeah, fish hooks up, like a puppet, because puppeteer. Yeah, like a marionette. And uh, they start doing their little, you know, how fake investigations, all the while making witty banter. Because, again, it's supposed to just be a simulation at this point. Shit gets real, real fast. Oh, yeah. Because 10 o'clock strikes and a little toy alarm goes off. Christian Slater, being the head honcho, you know, taking charge of everything, hits the uh, toy alarm clock. And, uh, you know, it starts this, you know, Domino's Ruth Goldberg machine, which I loved watching with you two because, Peter, you were losing your mind. It goes on for like a minute and a half. It's like a minute and a half of just dominoes tumbling over one another. Stop it. Yeah. (laughs) He's like letting himself be killed. There were like three parts of it where like it didn't involve the dominoes. You could have stopped it. Oh, man. Just, Peter, just to have you next to me going, just stop it. (laughs) Just somebody stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, not to mention the fact when they were walking and being introduced, we saw the liquid nitrogen thing like going. Oh, yes. It's like foreshadow. So once the machine gets to the end, though, it knocks over a a liquid nitrogen Canister. canister thing falls over busts open and sprays christian slater who doesn't from move the, from the waist down and not to mention he's a good like five feet away from where this canister sprang from and he's wearing long pants long pants i also want to just go ahead and say i don't know a lot about chemistry or you know i'm not very well endowed in that knowledge but you're in doubt. Yes, I, mean, oh I couldn't formulate a joke. Leave my penis out of it. Oh, wh- <laughs> you said it. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Now we're there. The uh, still there. But I just want to talk about the fact that there is no way this death happens. And before we go to do it, let me just describe this to you. If you haven't seen this movie, which what are you doing? Go watch this now. I can't recommend it enough. The, <laughs> Make that two of us. <laughs> two out of three. That's two out of three stars. The canister sprays christian slater for some reason he says he can't move so right right then and there somehow it's frozen him to the ground i imagine and then well i mean it probably froze his legs well that's what it's implying is it well not to the ground his lower leg like he could have tumbled to the side you're not (laughs) <laughs> You're not glued to the yeah. floor. <laughs> and then as it's somehow climbing, even though it's only spraying his legs. And then his legs crack, I guess, because they've turned to glass under the pressure. And then he falls and then splits in half. It's at like least an, four pieces. From, it's shocking. Yeah, from being frozen that quickly. <laughs> and then when he's on the ground, not dead from being split in half, we watch his eyes freeze over. He's not even, <laughs> like, what the hell? And everyone is still s- standing in place. Right, well, because LL Cool J grabs the one girl who's trying to help him because they're like, no, you'll die too. No, no, no. 
I Googled this after the first time I watched this movie. Even if you get direct sprayed, you're looking at frostbite level like damage. That's it. <laughs> and he was a good five feet away from this canister. There is no way any of that would happen. It turned him to glass. Yeah, it was. It was like, literally, I think this director saw Terminator 2, or I should say the writer saw Terminator 2 Judgment Day, the scene where the liquid metal guy gets frozen with nitrogen and then they shatter him into pieces. They're like, oh, no, no, that makes sense. But so I he wasn't this. even shattered. His brakes were pretty clean. <laughs> that was the other like crazy thing of just how it how he snapped. Him uh. snapping in half. I wish someone had been here the first it, time I watched it. I made an audible like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited. It starts off with a bang. Right, because like, up to this point, I'm like, ah, oh, this is just your basic whatever crap horror movie. I'm sure they're all going to die, but like, what? what's, I mean, how could they die in an interesting way? Oh, Domino's. <laughs> Final Destination kind of vibes. But, but it it's was. not, though. It's not because it was set up. Like, Final Destination's whole thing is like, ooh, it's Death's not, coming after yeah, you. Yeah, it's not... Con- it's not a contraption or right. whatever. This this is like mousetrap style. Yeah, and this would take so long to set up. Yeah, let's go ahead so and talk about this. Let's talk about this timeline because after this, obviously they know the simulation isn't real. There, this isn't a simulation. This is real now. And and why do we know this? Because LL Cool J goes, "Looks like the simulation is over." <laughs> <laughs> he's always informing the audience. Yeah, he's. I think he represents us. Yeah. It just got real. <laughs> just got real. But simulation's <laughs> over, and uh, Lucas, or Johnny Lee Miller, Lucas Harper's character, you know, just takes charge, and they run out to the boat, and the boat explodes, uh, triggered by, like, a wire thing, or a laser thing, and... Um, mm-hmm. that, that shot is amazing. Oh, of the explosion? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so bad. Really bad. I think they wasted all their money on the two-second shot that we haven't even talked about that was before they even get to the island where it starts out in, like, Google Earth yeah. and then <laughs> zooms in on the island. Why was that necessary? There are a lot of quick zooms. <laughs> like, the camera work was interesting. I, I honestly think the cinematographer and, uh, like, you know, all that stuff was just experimental. I think they went... Because there was nothing consistent about it. But to go back to the timeline thing, because... That happens, and they realize they're trapped on this island. We don't know for how long, because no one will say. <laughs> no one wants to talk about how long they were supposed to be on the island. We don't even get the classic, like, they won't even know we're gone for such and such hours that you get in these movies usually. Um, but, so, like, they went to sleep the first night. That, the killer, who, I mean, should we go ahead and spoil who the killer is? We'll save that for the end. Okay, so the killer at this point, has at some point while everyone was asleep went out and set up this elaborate thing and since we already spoiled that Val Kilmer's dead that would have had to have happened that first night so he and set up the boat bomb and set up a couple of the other traps too all in one night without anyone noticing could it have been before they got to the island that the killer set up to the stuff? I don't no. think he could you don't have. Think so? No. Especially because it's like a military restricted island. Yeah. They don't just like it let just, that shit float out there and be like, I hope no nobody goes out there. Yeah, because Val Kilmer's <laughs> like, I only get it, you know, one weekend a year. Yeah. It's oh gosh, the timeline this is crazy. But they go back to uh you know, the main base room and they're able to get into the navy 
armory that they have stationed on the Why? island way too easily. Because paraplegic brought his gun and he's like, I oh. think you're going to be glad I brought this. And then it cuts to him shooting the <laughs> tiny lock and then they get in the arsenal. Yeah, the tiny lock that's holding back, I'm going to go ahead and say close to a million dollars worth of both oh, weapons and technology. Yeah. Those weird infrared goggle things they find, <laughs> that's gotta be just... It was just used in one scene. Used in it? one scene. <laughs> kind of a Not waste. to mention, like, come on, why would the Navy just put, like, a little lock on it? Well, that, uh, <laughs> and my one of my thoughts was that um, this being, and they should have thought about this, uh, but it being a simulation place, those bullets should never be live. Like, at... No, they yeah. would just be like little pellets. Well, I think I don't know because the dummies and stuff all have bullet holes on them, so it's implied that they do live fire exercises there for training. Know. You you can still you don't no, have no, to I, have live the fire ammo, to simulate live I would, fire. I would agree with you in the extent of I don't think the live ammo should even be stationed there. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. bring it, not just leave it there because like, that's. And it's Dangerous. behind a little lock that goes restricted. Little lock. <laughs> Don't go back there. Right, but they arm themselves up because they're under the impression that none of them can be the killer. The killer has to be on the island somewhere. And then they just go and stand on like top of buildings and like do a quick scan with like... like montage oh, of, uh, yeah, of them just cats. Recon work. Oh, yeah. Damn cats. I, oh, my gosh. I, it's so weird that that's their strategy. Like, it seemed to me like the screenwriters when they were writing that scene tried to think of a way that they could knock out the searching the island as quickly as possible. It was about as quick as possible. It was. <laughs> it's like 30 seconds and I I wouldn't have trusted that search. Like they could be anywhere. They could be moving while you're searching for them. Yeah, and they reference later we checked everywhere. Everywhere or just everywhere you could see. <laughs> well, we can't see in our minds. Yeah. Like for hunters. the amount of montage that we got, we didn't have a montage of them going around the island. Yeah. It was just like yeah, quick ones. No opening closets and looking underneath the beds. Yeah. But, or in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but this leads to them all sitting in that cafeteria again talking about, well, we searched everywhere. Well, that means the killer has to be one of us. And then they all like reach for their guns, but they don't draw it yet. That's um, the first time. We all touch our guns. Oh, Mexican standoffs throughout the whole film. This movie could have been subtitled The Mexican Standoff. Yeah, The Mexican <laughs> Standoff. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt. <laughs> Julie Roberts. <laughs> the, uh, this is where we're set up to our another weird timeline jump. Because it's... They are drinking coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. we get a, a sweet like show of the the drip of coffee. Oh yeah, and we you skipped over the uh, PowerPoint transitions that we. Oh been my god, yeah, the transitions in the this swipe. movie are amazing. Like Star Wars can get away with some of the swipes that they do in their transition scenes because it's Star Wars and it's just like it's already a goofy nature to begin with. Out of nowhere, in a movie that's just doing like quick cuts and all these crazy like cuts and everything, their transitional scenes are like a PowerPoint presentation swipe. It's like, wait, what just happened? I'm surprised we didn't have the like circle, the like woo 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 woo, yeah, where it like spins, yeah. and goes back. I wish, like dissolve, yes, yeah. a dissolve oh. into the dripping coffee. Oh my gosh, how did they not do that? That's in, that's brilliant, real edgy. At least then they would have owned the ridiculousness of the movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. Tongue in cheek. The, uh, 
but yeah, so they're all drinking coffee while having this conversation, and they're all accusing LL Cool J because he's the black guy. I mean, no, <laughs> he's the new guy. He's the new guy. Sorry, but he is also the only person of color. Yeah, <laughs> in the whole movie. Well, I guess Nicole. Nicole Hispanic. kind of is. This, Nicole's Hispanic. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, her accent kind of throws you off. <laughs> yeah, she goes in and out of her accent. But uh, yeah, Ella Cool J being the new black. I mean, the new new guy. <laughs> <laughs> but really, <laughs> but really, they uh, they start accusing him, and they all got draw guns drawn on him because you need fifteen people pointing at a gun or pointing a gun at one guy. I don't know why. The they all just pass out though because of the coffee was tampered with yeah, it's like get on the ground and he just falls yeah <laughs> it's like oh I'm, my voice is powerful i like <laughs> i like that it wasn't even a get on the ground and he's like i'm not feeling good yeah. like, goes to the ground it's just like <laughs> the director's walking was like oh can you like just don't even catch yourself just like <laughs> face first into the ground for me please just one take <laughs> it's like, but what's what's my one-liner this time <laughs> I like my coffee black. <laughs> <laughs> I like my women like I like my coffee. Grounded. <laughs> uh, <it's just laughs> Colombian. <laughs> then he hits the ground. But yeah, so they all pass out, and then we just see a clock hand go by. You, no, everyone passes out. No, I said they all pass oh, out. And that's that's also kind of a weird thing, because don't I mean, I don't know either, but I think people's bodies metabolize things differently. Oh, 100%. And it was just clockwork. Which LL Cool J passing out first makes sense because, no, it does because he's ripped. You know that body is burning fat like nobody's business. <laughs> Did you see his muscles? I don't think you saw his muscles. <laughs> muscles, yeah, for sure. He was ropped. The, uh, but, no, I agree with you. Also, can we, like, if I was there, I wouldn't have passed out because I just don't drink coffee. Like, so what would have happened to the one guy that well, he, wasn't drinking the coffee? He's a profiler, so yeah. he knows that everybody... Everyone drinks coffee. Drinks coffee. You're on an island. You're going to drink coffee. It's part of your profile for being there. That's yeah. But again, it's not profiling. That's just assuming and guessing. Yeah. There's no... You're a, fo- you're a follower. <laughs> and right. being right. It's just being right, I yeah. guess. You get it right more than you don't. Right, so, but... We like I said, we watch a clock hand just spin, and I like that when it first it's spinning, it's clearly going a lot, a lot of hours. The uh, at one point, it's straight up just like turns to night. We don't see the light turn on the wall or anything like that. It just straight up is just dark all of a sudden. Uh, but yeah, they slowly wake up. And uh, it's back to accusing LL Cool J again, right? That's they just wake up and it's back to LL Cool J again. Um, yeah, because well, they're I think accusing. He's like, yeah. I'm the one that didn't. I didn't make the coffee. Oh yeah, because it's he wakes up and it's you know them being like, oh, what'd you do to the coffee? And he's like, if I had tampered with the coffee, why would I still be here? Why wouldn't I have run? And then they do. This happens a lot in the movie. Is they do a lot of circular logic. Where it's just, oh, maybe that's what you wanted me to think. Or maybe you thought that I would think that, so you decided to do the opposite. So I wouldn't think. It's like, what, what is happening? <laughs> but LL, please catch us up. We, we don't know. We don't know. Give us a one-liner. Yeah, just save us, LL. The, um, at, yeah, at one point, yeah, like you said, it's because that's the line that leads us to find out the next guy's dead. It's because he calls the British guy, who we haven't even talked about, uh calls him like Sherlock over there made the coffee 
you know, slanted his Britishness. And the cat had been um, licking. Oh, yeah, licking at him. And uh, they go over and they're like, the guy's accusing you of murder. You might want to wake up. And they shake him and his head falls off. <laughs> <laughs> Clean cut. <laughs> Clean cut. Shocking. Head comes off. Again. But this is what I don't get. Well, because before I jump away from it, we should say the bl- there's no blood spurt or anything. And they pointed out, like, the blood's been drained from his body, which is a plot point. But when his head falls off, not to get, like, too gross, but you see, like, the skin kind of, like, separate. So how did he decapitate the body where it wouldn't have already fallen off? And then how did he drain the blood? <laughs> <laughs> These are all questions <laughs> <Yeah>. I have. <laughs> These Mind keep me up at night. <laughs> and uh, you got nothing? I mean, the the movie does not answer a, a lot of questions. You know why, Peter? Because great movies don't need to. Stop nitpicking. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> it raises more, and we're introduced to more questions. It right. keeps us watching, right? What's, what's in the next room? Uh, a bunch of glass that's just covered in numbers. Beautiful mind. Written in blood. Yeah, the killer went beautiful mind on us. And wrote a series of nine numbers in nine different ways, which I still think is weird. And I don't, I didn't quite follow when they were going through that, by the way, the logic of all that. And how did he know they would figure that out? That seemed like, I mean, some of the clues in serial killer movies are, you know, makes sense. It's like, oh, someone can figure it out. But this one was pretty, it's a big leap. Or it's, or in movies too, it'll be a clue that they don't solve in time. And then after it happens, they put it together what the clue was. You know what I mean? They were mm-hmm. like, oh, gun. It says gun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a terrible example. <laughs> I'm thinking too much like a mind hunter, not a screenwriter. But uh, yeah, so they got to figure out, they realized that there's another watch laid out, which is the watches signify traps. Oh, there's two watches because mm-hmm. there's two traps. And they have, yes, it's first like 20 time we minutes. saw two. So we thought maybe, because I thought. Two people were going to die. Like, two right. people's times were up. Because they broke off into pairs. Right. It's like, ooh, one of these pairs. But it's not necessarily bodies. It's just traps. And yeah. the and it says what time that person will die. Or right. the trap will go off or whatever. Which is, <laughs> I think it's six. And uh, they, they're, yeah. it's at, like, 540 when they find them. So they have, oh, like, 20 no. minutes. Because that's when it, like, I, and I think it's 540 in the morning is what I mean. I because no it's dark idea. outside. Yeah, I don't which, know again, either. raises the question. Because it was the morning when they found the puppeteer body and stuff like that. So it's been like a full 24 hours. Wait, I don't think so. They drink the coffee at 1 p.m. And then it, the clock goes by a few hours and they wake up at 5 p.m., right? No okay. way. I it's think that's 5 p.m.? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that um, makes me mad. Because that means the killer set up the rest of this nonsense in this movie in like three hours. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the next bullshit. two traps and drew all the blood. I gave him like reasonable doubt when it was you know five in the morning because i was like okay at least he gave himself like almost you know 20 hours like that's reasonable no it has to be in the morning because no. later in the movie it's still dark out and then the sun comes up i think it the sun comes up in the day like it starts it oh my gosh i'm pretty sure we only see yeah. four hours go by from when they drink yeah, the I coffee it's one when day. They wake well this brings up the problem of the timeline we have no idea yeah. what's <laughs> going in a movie that is so based around time we have no idea what time it is well yeah you're only you're only given the next time to worry about not necessarily how much time has gone by and you're like oh my gosh that's an hour from now i need to feel stressed right. someone dies oh the next one that's 20 minutes from now <laughs> 
I'm stressed. Right. So they, they've got 20 <laughs> minutes. They still think LL Cool J is the killer, and they lock him up in a downstairs room, and Vince, who is stuck to the wheelchair, oh, Vince. is watching him. Well, he's stuck. Like, he can't get out of it. Yeah, and we found out he got shot, which is probably why he's paralyzed. And yeah. why he carries a gun dude, with Yeah, because he carries a gun times. everywhere. His little weakness. The As they're trying to solve the... You know, the blood clue upstairs. Uh, it hits six o'clock. They're out of time. Traps are being activated. And what it ends up being is a water like pipe opens up and starts filling the hallway with water. And Vince in his wheelchair rolls out to investigate it. And then lights just kind of fall from the sky or break off the roof. And so it's going to be an electrocution trap. My question, though, is because Vince immediately is able to climb up and grab onto a pipe above him so he doesn't get electrocuted. But, like, the wheels on his wheelchair are rubber. Wouldn't he have been insulated? Maybe I'm being stupid. I think the water, like, well, like not, was rising above. No, I think eventually he would have been electrocuted. But I think he was okay for, like, a little while, right? And well, also- his next decision is, doesn't make any sense either that he decides to hold on to the rail with his hands as opposed to pick himself up, you know, hoist himself up. so he- to, At least on his armpits or, yeah. like, lay across it or something. And also all the kills have been, like, based on their weakness. And so what would what weakness would this have been? The well, wheelchair. I really do think it I was I guess the that wheelchair. the water, because he couldn't get out of it, so the water just ri- rises. Right, it would have eventually risen to kill him. Or it was planned that they would get out of this one anyway. Maybe that's uh, giving him too much Because trip. they all had one weakness. That's true. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this was a wild card one where it could have been anybody. Because he d- the killer does explain later that LL Cool J's character was a wild card, and he had to like adapt for it. So mm-hmm. maybe this was kind of a shot out to try to maybe just two birds with one stone kind of thing. I don't know. All I know is that we need to talk about the fact that LL Cool J needs to try out for Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah. Because this next scene is ridiculous. Because he's handcuffed to a pipe on a bed. And um, Vince has to toss him the gun. And we get a couple fake outs of like he catches the gun then like points the gun at Vince. <laughs> which is totally <laughs> so unnecessary. Right? Waste time. And then he shoots his handcuffs off. Which I... I really, really wish for some reason it had been like this action movie moment of like, yeah, I'm shooting my cuffs off and it just ricochets and hits him in the face <laughs> and it just, LL Cool J's dead. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. It's his only weakness. His only weakness Show is off. stupidity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then he shoots the wall along the like along the right side to get I to was the like, circuit what breaker. what is he doing? And then he kind of climbs over with pipes but then just like punches where the bullet holes are to make like little make rock little wall rock things climbing walls it, it, it was so that was actually pretty cool it was cool but so ridiculous well yeah because <laughs> <laughs> if you're putting all of your, of weight, your weight hello cool jay onto the wall of plaster or whatever oh, inside yeah. the wall and you're not going to fall through that but him ninja warrior climbing that wall thing to the circuit breaker room was just incredible and then of course when he gets to the circuit breaker room he's gotta like vince is going to drop and die and get electrocuted (laughs) but ll cool j feels that there's enough time before he throws the switch to go lights out (laughs) flips the switch it's like okay like show some movement speed it up a little bit yeah he's gonna 
Vince is going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but then the rest of the gang... Oh, no, wait. Yeah, while the rest of the gang is upstairs, they figure out that the blood clue is the is the measure original measurement for light, which I assume that means that it's since changed. I don't know, but he makes a point of saying the original. Like he's a know it all. Classic know all. The and so I guess the clue is they got to turn off the light, which I wouldn't have. It's a weird, confusing clue because they have to turn off the light and then turn on a different light. And the number is speed of light. Right. Oh, so it has to do with lights. Turn them off. That's not. And then it's, but on top of that is what I'm saying is then once they turn them off, they don't find anything. So they have to turn on the UV light. Which doesn't make sense. So is, and then they find out on all their jackets, there's been like a chemical powder put on that spell out C-O-R-T-A. Yeah, at this point, they don't know. They don't know. Well, I'm just saying different letters. (laughs) N-Y? No Y's. I C E T E A. What? No, M I C K E Y. M O U. There's no E. <laughs> wow, that actually would have been amazing if it was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, but then you know they hear all the commotion downstairs and they go find Vince and hello, Cool J. And then they get in the whole debate again of circular thinking of the like, you know. He's not the killer because he saved me. He's like, oh, well, he had to save himself, too. What is he going to do? Just let you die and save himself so he could still be the killer. And it's like circular thinking. Da, 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 da. Hey, but guys, the water's still going on. Right. And uh, they're like, Was someone just turn off that water. You know, you don't pay the bills around here. Okay. Can you just turn off the water? And what's his name? The know-it-all. Who, Webster. Webster. Not Webster. From ba- yeah. Webster <laughs> from Band of Brothers. <laughs> gets up on a podium. And while he's turning off the water, points out. That in order to do all this, you'd have to be just ridiculously smart, high levels of engineering training, and all sorts of stuff like that, which is never really brought up later when you find out who the killer is, which (laughs) makes me mad. But then he realizes he's implicating himself by explaining this, because those are his talents. Yeah, and they're like, well, that's weird that you would know all that. And then, Which it was. I like that his final line of the movie, though, is just the... Well, you guys could go to hell. But he continues turning off the water because he's a good guy. And then he just gets three harpoons <laughs> just right to the chest and neck. What? <laughs> yeah, and, and we were shown the harpoons earlier in the movie where when Coffee Junkie was like, man, these seals really have like... Oh, don't... They don't... Yeah, they don't mess, they don't around. mess around. Harpoons. It's like... What about harpoons? They don't mess around like fishing boat guys have harpoons. <laughs> well, they don't mess around either. <laughs> We're getting at it. You own a harpoon, you're not messing around. Right. <laughs> but yeah, three in the neck. Oh, that's a rough, rough one. That would, <laughs> yeah, another choke out death. And the then thing it's, is, like, he didn't die instantly. And they were talking as if he was dead. Yeah, there's no effort no trying to, try to, save, to him. save him. Yeah, Mm-mm. they're like, "Oh, that sucks. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> sucks to suck." Yeah, I wish LL Cool J had uh, said a like an inspirational one liner after his death, <laughs> but I can't think of what would match being harpooned. <laughs> 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 like, what goes with harpoon? Man, he got fucked. <laughs> it's not even trying. No. It's just him being a dick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's supposed yeah. to go with fishing or something. Um, he wasn't so sharp, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he didn't good. know it all. Oh, 
I don't know. Or what if it was a follow-up from what the other guy said about them not f- messing around? And it's just, he gets harpooned and he's like, wow, those Navy guys don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that again, LL? <laughs> no, no, no. That was a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Print it. Uh, from there, though, it's just, again, it's them all accusing each and other. And they put the watches together. They're like, <gasps> two watches, two traps. <laughs> Like they didn't know. Well, I didn't. I was like, wait, but that's only one body. There were two watches. Oh, I guess, yeah, and you're it was right. Two they, seconds later, and they were like, two they, watches, they do, two traps. You're right. They do put together. <laughs> In that case you didn't know that. <laughs> they put it together that it's not two bodies, it's two traps. We skipped over some of my favorite lines that I want to point out real quick. Do it. Is that when they find the um, that it's the original symbol for light or you know measurement for light, uh, they're like, why would you know that? And he's like, it's basic physics to know that again implying that he knows all this stuff and uh, lucas's line back is straight up just yeah so shit happens yeah <laughs> all right obviously oh. you're not very smart yeah what it's there i feel like that's a weird thing this group does because i feel like we're supposed to it's implied that they both know each other very well or they all know each other very well but then they're like ragging on each other for knowing what they know. Did anyone else get that weird vibe? Well, yeah, and they're in like, the FBI. Why would you know that? It's like, I don't know. Maybe because when we came to class and I told everybody that I was I had a master's in physics, yeah. like, what the hell? We've been together for forever, right? Like, yeah, like I don't I you guys know that, but the audience doesn't, so I need to explain myself. To why them. would you know that? I don't know, because we're FBI trainees. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is an undergrad. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's. I feel like there's like three more Mexican standoffs after that, right? At oh, least. at least. Yeah, it's just multiple. Just you did. It. No, you did. It. Who could have done it? And they're just drawing on each other. Okay, right, let's put the guns down. Let's put the guns down. And then the, this is when we get the forensics montage, right? Oh yeah, with this science. With science, where it's just like a five minute scene of them just doing random science and with cool they, music playing. They find blood underneath somebody's fingernails. I can't remember who. Coffee who's. man. Under his. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, doing blood tests and then science. They're, they're investigating the symbols more around the jackets. And, uh, we get a little montage thing of like, they finally put it together. That's Croatoan or I guess that's what it's implied. I guessed it. I guessed it. You did guess it, but I would also totally like to point it out, out of my ass. We get this whole metaphor of like. Oh, you know that was the island where these you know settlers went, and then a hundred settlers disappeared with the only the words Croatoan, like written on a tree, but that never comes back. So what was the point of it? Well, why did you need that anyway? Well, that's what I'm getting at. It's like what? Well, like if that had related to anything to yeah. what was happening. Oh, so they're also on an island. We already knew that. Right. <laughs> I guess it revealed, Ooh. well, this didn't end up mattering anyways, that Vince's other weakness, he's like, I don't know. I know a lot of history. No, yeah. but that's not but that's not Which was weakness. a humble brag. Can we talk about Vince's humble brag? Well, like, that's yeah. not your weakness, right? Like, I don't know. I, I lo- I'm good at history. I draw mazes. It's like, okay, calm down. This isn't your e-dating profile. Let's. <laughs> I care too much. <laughs> I volunteer a lot. Like, <laughs> I recycle. Those aren't weaknesses. <laughs> I work too hard. My work-life balance is all work, no life. <laughs> right. <laughs> when we uh, finally get the blood test back, though, you know who the blood test reveals? Sarah. Connor. <laughs> Sarah Connor. No, Sarah Moore. <laughs> oh. So our protagonist is now being implicated as the killer. In like a triple murder. Quadruple murder? There's a lot of people uh, dead. The multiple murder. Mul- we'll say multiple murder. 
Uh, and, you know, again, another Mexican standoff. Yeah. They're all just pointing their guns at each other. That's half the movie. And they're just having the circular logic of like, well, maybe she was doing this to plant this to yada, yada, yada. So we would think about this while doing this other thing. But we don't know. Maybe she wanted us to think that. What? That's <laughs> this is just running around in circles. That's not coming to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah. And then and then wheelchairs like, and isn't it hard knowing your sister was raped and drowned over and I over get, I get over. that they think she's the killer and they're trying to be, you know, a little bit more antagonizing to, like, get information out of her. That seemed a little bit across <laughs> a little the over line. Time, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Vince. Like, dial it back. <laughs> that seemed like, oh, that seemed past bad cop. That seemed like the cop that needed to go on leave for a little bit <laughs> was dealing with his own issues. Yeah. <laughs> What's going Vince? on in your life, Vince? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Um, but what what ends up is it Vince goes off? Uh, Nicole leaves. Oh yeah, Nicole leaves because she's so mad about everything, and she's gonna go find a cigarette. The only person I trust is myself. And, and that was a great scene too because she was pointing the gun at LL Cool J, who had a, a at least a foot and a half on her. Oh uh, yeah, and then it kept on shoot like changing angles to seeing as if we're looking down her gun. But she and was also looking down. Yeah, she was aiming down and looking down at the camera, which doesn't make sense. It would, yeah. I feel like that's something you notice on the editing floor and just like, oops, oh, we got to go around that. Like, LL Cool J is a good foot and a half, two feet taller than her. Yeah, um, I don't usually catch those things, but that That was, one was pretty blatant. Yeah. But yeah, she storms off. And then this is where Sarah puts it together, what, the, what the motive is. He's targeting their weakness. What? She finds the pattern. Think about it. You know, it was Christian Slater's character always took charge, went out first. No, he did. And that's what how he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Um, I don't know. What was the what was the British guy? Coffee addict is a coffee addict. Yeah. Was that really it? Yeah. His was just coffee addict? Yeah. Oh yeah. Were we ever told prior to his death that he was a coffee addict? No. I didn't, didn't even know his name. I couldn't remember his name either. Yeah. Which, coffee addict. Which he was British, and he was just doing a British accent. Yeah. And they never explain why it's okay for a British man to be in the FBI. Well, because Val Kilmer said he's uh, 100% American on the inside. That doesn't matter. It I don't know. I think they might have been in a relationship. <laughs> Maybe. Better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. But Call uh, me by my name. Val, Val. Kilmer <laughs> yeah. and... British British <laughs> death number three. <laughs> Coffee addict. <laughs> Coffee addict. Um, then it was, they have to figure out their weaknesses. It's like, she goes over her own. She's like, I'm, you know, can't deal with my sister's death and I'm afraid of water. Uh, Vince, what's yours? I don't know. I, I like history. <laughs> I care too much. No, <laughs> no Vince, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he's like, I don't know. I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, which at that time, again, with the flooding room, that did seem like what his tar- what they were being targeted in. Or his weakness was, and uh, but, but his real weakness is that he always carries the gun around. Yeah, because there's the scene where he's like exercising, you know, where I think maybe the movie was saying something about like wheelchairs aren't inherently a sign of weakness, you know, because mm. since it wasn't ultimately his weakness, well, it also just showed that he had. I think it was also a thing of showing his upper body strength, so they could you could lo- <laughs> logically justify. understand why he was just holding on Freebird. Style from that I mean, bar yeah, for it so could be long. that way too. I was trying to make him. Oh, you're trying to make, make a deep. statement. Giving the movie a lot of credit. There. Yeah. yeah, I know. I thought you hated this movie. Well, I do. I was <laughs> trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then it's uh, Lucas. 
Lucas Harper, played by Johnny Lee Miller's weakness was that he acts brave, but he's really not, which doesn't seem like a, a weakness as much as just like a kind of open confessional. He's like, yeah. you guys, yeah. you know what? I'm, being, I'm scared. Yeah, maybe his weakness is too, too vulnerable. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had had like a breakdown. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> and what was that little cool, Jays? I don't think they said, right? Did they say? Uh... I don't remember. I don't think they <laughs> yeah. gave him a week. That his shirts are too small. I don't know. Well, because I think she was implying that it was the pattern was for the profilers. So since he was a wild card in the last minute edition, True. there wouldn't have been a setup pattern for him. And as she was explaining it, it showed all the cigarette dispensers around right. the island. Just go. Yeah, just turn on. Yeah. Don't know how the killer rig <laughs> that happened. All of them. Yeah. That that's a casting a wide net. That was smart of the killer because like if he had picked one smoke machine, it'd been like bullshit. What if she was on the <laughs> other side of the island? Come on. But but it's, he should have just picked one because this movie so far he has known where everyone was going to be. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. it could have theoretically manipulated her to be in an area where that one, you know, yeah. laced cigarette was. Right. Because Nicole's weakness is. I guess just cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Taking drags on those bags. Right. Cause she would, had been trying to quit smoking. And so this was a stressful situation. She needed to find a cigarette. So she lights up this cigarette that she finds. Light it up, up, up. And uh, this is another chemistry thing I just can't follow. It's an acid laced cigarette, which is activated once the fire hits it. But like since she's smoking it, is it? Is it acid smoke? Like, wh- how does it get inside of her? I don't know. All we got was LL Cool J going, some sort of acid. Oh, yeah. Later, he's like, obviously, yeah. it was some sort yeah, of that's acid. Usually, he explains it for us, but you know. See, <laughs> that was it. This is when it's better. Because this is when Ice T would have been better. Because another character would have said it had to have been an acid. And then Ice T would have come back with, like, you mean like in chemistry class? <laughs> <laughs> you, mean- <laughs> you mean like the hydrochloric kind? You mean like H2SO4? <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't it Ice T in this movie? That makes me sad. But yeah, because she, like, melts from the inside. Because, like, the burning her face makes sense when it hits her finger and then she touches herself. Like, that made sense to me. But, like, it melting the inside of her, I was like, she didn't drink the cigarette. I guess when she touched her face, it could have gotten in her mouth. Maybe she, like, swallowed blood? I guess. I don't know. It doesn't. We're getting caught up on. Well, the chemistry (laughs) behind this movie makes zero sense. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so she's dead. Uh, Another one bites the dust. But she dies in, like, 15 seconds, and then we get real Sherlock going, no. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then they're they're both back in the room. You know, there's a scene where LL Cool J dropped a dropped a one liner about how smoking kills that just didn't make it off the editing <laughs> floor because he's staring at that body like he wants to say something and he just doesn't do it. Makes me sad. Uh, but now there's only four of them, and uh, then you know what happens? Speakers turn on. Val Kilmer's voice. What is Val Kilmer the killer this whole time? And uh, it's really creepy stuff creepy messaging and they you know find follow the speakers and the sound and they find the basement where val kilmer's character was going to watch the whole exercise before it went tits up uh and he's dead he's like puppeted out but they zeroed in on that location too oh yeah they like, found they have real any way. clue as to where to no, go and it's not like a speaker would be louder and louder the closer he got to that 
Right. That's what I didn't. I, get. I didn't really understand how they found it. I also didn't get why, because they find out while he's Val Kilmer's dead and he's all puppeted out, held up by strings, which was super gross. Um, the what they're hearing is the killer videotaped Val Kilmer's last moments, and what they're hearing over the speaker is just what Val Kilmer was saying at the killer. Why didn't at any point did he go? I knew it was you. It was and say the killer's name. Yeah. Just like just say the name. Then the killer wouldn't have broadcast that probably. Well, then, but yeah, but <laughs> still, like, yeah, I see your point. <laughs> he might Val have. Val Kilmer's supposed to be the top FBI profiler, like in the game, and yet he's just sitting back, being like, huh, "You don't know who you're dealing with. They're gonna figure you out." It's like, figure who out? Just say his <laughs> name. Like, come on. But you know, he's dead, and then they realize because on his body there there are three watches, which mean three traps. And there's four of them oh, left. But at this Who's point, the killer, um, the the wheelchair guy was fighting the world when he went in to like get bullets. And oh then the yeah, door closed in behind him, that wasn't a trap, right? Because they, leave, they <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they leave him alone to go find the speaker thing, and he's mad because his gun's empty, and he's never anywhere without his gun. So the he crawls. They handcuff his wheelchair, wheelchair to the table, so he won't go anywhere, which was. Yeah. Cruel, yeah. <laughs> and uh, minor he crawls, inconvenience. He crawls to the freezer where they're keeping the bodies, and um, grabs one of the guns off of the decapitated British dude, and uh, loads up. But like you said, the freezer closes. Yeah, and you really do think it's a trap. It's not. It's, it's just the world. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that freezer wasn't handicap accessible. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Navy needs to look into that. And the handle wasn't low enough. You know, you just. See, so yeah, I had to climb up and like open the safety breach or whatever. Yeah. Thing. And then he crawls into the elevator where he sees somebody coming towards him. And, uh, well, yeah, well, we're going, we have to, oh, go I back. did jump ahead. You're right. Cause they figure out it's the three watches. So they realize it's three traps. And then they leave the toy store basement thing that they're in. But this is something I could not follow. They just immediately leave the store and then start drawing guns on each other again. Well, they like drew, shooting at each other. Yeah, they drew the guns on each other when they were in that room because right. they were like, they, so it has to be one. Yeah, and then of they us. chased each other out. It was weird. It and was they weren't just, shooting until they got outside. Right. And, yeah. and then they just keep shooting the the dummies as they pop up mm-hmm. from like the Navy exercise. And it's like, I'm like, I feel like they wouldn't. Why would they? They're just shooting random things now. Yeah. And it's a lot of quick cuts and we don't know what's going on. LL Cool J is on top of a building at one point. We don't know how he got up there. He <laughs> jumps down like Batman. Um, they're shooting everywhere. And then uh, Lucas, Johnny Lee Miller's character, is looking for Sarah and is walking out in the street and then just gets mowed down by like six or seven shots. Just boom, 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 boom. Drops to the ground. Then LL Cool J walks up to the body who, like, his logic at this point, because is that Sarah's the killer. That's what we're led to believe, that his logic at this point... That wasn't my first thought. You're right. You guys, I think I did too when the first time I watched it. We're supposed to, as the audience, think that LL Cool J is the killer, that this is the reveal. But... And it wasn't convincing either. It wasn't convincing. It's kind of like, wait, really? But this is what I want get, to get to is, so to the audience, it's supposed to be revealed that it's LL Cool J. To LL Cool J's character, it's supposed to be the understanding that Sarah's the killer. In both of those scenarios, LL Cool J still decides to walk up to a dying man and say, not comforting tone in any means, just go, that's what you get for being brave. 
or I guess that's what you get for being brave. What yeah, asshole? He, he turns into a villain, Be like a, ma- yes. a yeah. maniac. And he's like, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sarah. He's like hunting her down, which from the audience perspective, you're like, okay, this makes sense that he's the killer because he's acting weird now. <laughs> from his perspective, if he thinks she's the killer, why would he be acting like exactly. this? Like, it's yeah. so crazy. And they get in a weird little chase scene and... You know, Sarah like tries to run to find Vince, and this is where Vince is in the elevator, and yeah. he sees footsteps coming, and as the elevator doors close, he sees who he thinks is the killer, pulls the trigger, and then the gun backfires and explodes, sending shards into his face, and he's dead. I would like to point out, I don't <laughs> know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how to rig a gun to... like. So it's obviously the bullets, because his gun was working up to that moment, and he took the bullets from the British guy, but that would mean... Yeah, the he killer that he would, would have the known that he was gonna grab the British guy's bullets from the like, freezer. Yeah, yeah, that's a big stretch. It was, and that's the only way I can think of. Not to mention, while there is a good chance of you being seriously harmed and possibly, you know, possibly die, you could die. You could die. That's a really inconsistent way to kill somebody because they could survive that if it misfires and explodes a different direction then his hand's going to get fucked up, but he might survive. So uh, that was a really stupid trap, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so Vince is dead, so now we're down to LL Cool J and Sarah, and we as the audience are just like, oh, LL Cool J is going to get her, because they get in the weird fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice this the first time, or connect it, but on the second viewing, I c- caught it. When they have their little fight, and she's holding a gun on him, and she keeps saying, show me your hands. At first, I thought it was a whole, you know, like the police, like, put your hands where I can see him. You know, I'm going to arrest you. I realized on the second viewing, she wants to see his hands because she wants to get actual proof that he's the killer. Because we find out later she had messed with the clocks. I don't know. I still could see it as wanting to see because she had to pull the light out. Well, I think. I just think you think it was if he both. had done that, he she would have pulled the light out and looked at him. I think she would have tried to see if she could see it. Maybe I don't know, but that's what I took is like, oh, that's because that was a weird scene of show me your hands because she kept like just saying it and I don't know. It didn't seem as direct as like put your hands on your head or something like that as most cop stuff is. And well, she's kind of has she's not, the she's panicky. She's a profile in these right. moments, and yeah. so she wouldn't have known what to say. This maybe. is LL Cool J just. The director and the screener had to have just told LL Cool J, like, act like you're a killer right yeah. now. Yeah. They might have told him you are does. the killer. Total yeah. lunatic. I would have I would have believed that if uh, if they told him the entire time that he was the killer, and then at the end we're like, by the way, we faked you out, LL. It's iced tea. The scene, the scene <laughs> doesn't make any sense knowing that, you know, he's not the killer. Neither of these two are the killer. Right. And you're like, so we're having this standoff, and she's talking to him. As if he's the killer, and, and then he's like, not the killer, and so he, and he stopped trying to convince anyone anymore that he's not right because he thinks it's her, and so now he's being I don't know it's weird. I mean, he's talking to her like, oh, what are you gonna do? Panic? But <laughs> as he gets, you think he gets the upper hand. Lucas back from the dead just after being shot a bunch of he times. Got a double breaks tap. A, breaks a pew cool. Pool cue, I can't speak. The pool cue over the back of his head. And then they get in the weirdest fight. And 
like they keep going upstairs. They keep finding stairs to go up <laughs> as they're fighting just so they can tumble over them through like a glass roof thing onto concrete, which would have, they're dead. Like they needed to die there. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with, with LL Cool J either. He, he was pretty ripped. Uh, yeah. Fist fight, especially. There's no way uh, Johnny Lee Miller's, like, there's no way he could beat LL Cool J in a fight. Mm-hmm. I think everyone on set probably knew, and they're like, ah, oh, this is this is probably the most unrealistic part of the movie. I know the Christian Slater thing was weird, but, like, ooh. <laughs> Are we going to let this one slide, too? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll let this one slide. <laughs> I also like that, did you notice in their fight, it would go from, like, random, they're just hitting each other with stuff and, like, throwing punches to, like, they randomly try to throw, like, karate moves out there like at one point <laughs> at one point l cool j does like a like a jump kick it's like why would they be yeah. fighting like this? but you know they fall over and then l cool j gets up and uh, is gonna get to a gun or something and sarah whacks him over the head with a fire hydrant a big ass fire hydrant again l cool j should just be dead there uh but this is really how they set this up it seems like the end of the movie it really does seem like okay ella cool J's dead sarah and uh, lucas survived and they're gonna live happily ever after because yeah. throughout the movie they had their whole like they flirt with each other they're into each other um and he was never likable so it's kind of like something was off i think it was something about the fact that he didn't his face his face and then his inconsistent accent that led me yeah. to believe he was the killer right yeah, away. the <laughs> demons you don't defeat them you confront them you confront them you confront them okay. <laughs> he kept repeating he just kept repeating it. the we find out he was wearing a bulletproof vest and that's how he was able to survive net like why would he have been wearing a bulletproof vest none of the rest of them had bulletproof vests on like did they grab any from the armory Nobody knows, but we're just supposed to accept that. And uh, they're having their kind of talk, and Sarah's explaining her whole plan of how she changed the clock. She put the clock 15 minutes behind, knowing that the killer would change it back. And she laced it with the powder thing so she could prove who the killer was, whoever tampered with the clock again. No powder on LL Cool J's hands. <gasps> what? Powder on Lucas's hands? <gasps> Lucas is the killer. That's a pretty time. smart trap. I, I like that little I, twist. I liked that twist. I don't like the weird exposition we get from Lucas afterwards of like why he oh, yeah. did everything. Because it's like you find out his tragic past in the beginning is that his parents died when he was young. Then we find out in his exposition he killed his parents. And he thought the cops would know he killed his parents. And uh, he's really mad that this cop offered him gum. <laughs> How he delivers that line. I'm like, <laughs> This seems like a weird motivation. <laughs> if only that cop knew that. What do you yeah. guys? <laughs> it's like the reverse Batman. You know, at the end of Dark Knight Rises, he gives the whole speech of like sometimes just a kid, at, you know, when he thinks the world's falling apart, just needs the jacket around his back. And that's how like Gordon connects. He's like, oh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> you know, it's like a weird version of that. <laughs> like Sometimes a kid just does not need to be offered gum after his parents are dead. Um but yeah, so he joined the FBI just so he could hunt the most, you know, like the most difficult people to hunt. Yeah, he can hunt the hunters. Yeah, hunt the hunters, which is weird. I never felt like these people were actually hunters. Yeah, they weren't very good at their jobs, no. it seemed like. Um, Sarah was. Sarah, well, she had her weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of them was 
me. (laughs) (laughs) How he delivers that line is hilarious. But um, this leads to like a quick little chase thing. Well, he drags her outside to drown her because that's her fear, like we said before. And then she fakes drowning and kicks him into the water with her. So I'd like to point out that I must, you know, it sounds like this happened to her when she was very young, that her sister drowned and everything. So I'm assuming she can't swim that well. I don't know. That's a big assumption. But if she's deathly afraid of the water, I imagine she hasn't gone into it or swam in it in quite some time. I don't think you can be in the FBI and not swim. I They're not a water-based organization. I know, but... I still think I I see I don't think so, but really? I'm just gonna I just we didn't see a, a pool she in the training facility because when they fell into the water earlier she just froze. Well, yeah, she was having like PTSD, but I don't know that wouldn't that happen every time she got in the water? Well, it, I don't know the the inst- I mean, okay, so yeah, this movie sucks, <laughs> but like at <laughs> least it's brilliant. <laughs> at least the last time she was in the water is due to an explosion, not like <sighs> all right, let's see if you can but swim. She just was panicked. The point I'm getting that though is. In this underwater fight we get, which is incredible. incredible. I'm going to throw this out. This is, <laughs> this is worth, the, worth the price of admission. I'm just saying she goes from, I'm terrified of the water, don't get me near the water, to like Olympic level like breath holding and swimming underwater. It's like And shooting. And shoot. That is hilarious that they swim down and both get guns and then don't. Like, they just shoot at each other underwater, and the bullets just go nowhere because yeah, it's underwater. Mm. And the fact that she mouths fuck you yeah. under the water, I was like, this might be my favorite movie of all time. And how had she not <laughs> choked by that point? Like, Because she was like being at. drowned and then didn't come up for her and then went further under the water. That's what I'm getting at. Like, How is she able to hold her breath so long? Because they yeah. realize the bullets aren't hitting each other, and they go into this weird standoff where they both kind of float to the top, but it's just <laughs> their hands with their guns above the water, which... That'd be funny to just come across. It's just like this weird little pond thing, and there's just two guns out of the water pointing at each other. <laughs> uh, and then it's just a who's going to go up for breath first. Yeah, and this is where they're really stupid. Well, yeah, you pointed this out. Like When he has to go up, he like full body goes yeah. up <laughs> above the water, not like poke your lips out and just like take a quick breath, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then he just gets shot in the neck by her, even though blood comes out of his mouth. It looks That's like the he second gets shot time. in the mouth. That's the second time blood has come out you of his mouth. You see it hitting the neck. Um, or I thought so. And, but yeah, so they both get out of the water, and then he puts his gun down, and he basically tries to play it off like, who are they going to believe? Like, Because she's trying to arrest him. He's like, oh, well, I framed you perfectly. They're just going to think you ca- What? That doesn't make any sense. How would he get away with that? Like there's no there's no real he evidence <laughs> that he or that she killed everybody. That's so stupid. Uh, but then yeah, LL Cool J. Oh man, classic LL just tosses that watch out there and just says "Time's up," <laughs> which doesn't change the status quo. It's not like he threw a grenade. It's legitimately just he shows up, tosses a watch, "Time's up," and that somehow causes. Lucas's character to panic, reach for the gun, <laughs> and sh- get shot in the head, and he's dead that time. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> then LL is like, "Good thing you hit like a girl." Oh yeah, some <laughs> comment about him getting hit with a fire hydrant. You were unconscious, LL. Yeah, like, she did put you out. Yeah, <laughs> you guys remember his one-liners pretty well because <laughs> they were incredible. <laughs> they are incredible. Oh man, but then it's them going to the beach, and the helicopters finally. 
come for them. Yeah. And they like kind of wave it down. Uh, and then this is like the last slide of the movie is when's the, uh, Oh no. Well, she asked if she, they'll let her be agent now, which I don't think they would <laughs> just throwing that out there. Cause it's not like, wow, you did all that on your own kind of thing. It's no, like, everyone died. Yeah. Everyone's dead. <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your whole class failed. Including Val honest. Kilmer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hello. Cool. J asked like, when's the, When's the area secure agent? Like implying that she's going to make agent. Yeah. Because he, he the, has control over that. Yeah. Because yeah, he Maybe has for control. the Philadelphia PD or whatever Maybe. he works for. The DOJ. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is what yeah, I'm true. getting at though too. Because she, she responds with the, on the on the ride home. But my question is why would LL Cool J. It's clearly set up like the whole thing from the beginning. When she messed up and said the area was secure when it wasn't. And Val Kilmer told her the area is not secure till the ride home. Why would LL Cool J know that? Be in on that? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> that's not universal police, like, hey, I, man. I think there's a line somewhere in the movie where they'd said that well, in front of LL Cool J. But he wouldn't have known the connection to her about yeah, it. Like, not the story. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, like in basketball, there's that word wolf. Ugh, that, we're not like, going into this. Everybody kind of knows. You, di- I, you did not know that, Peter. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listening to this knows what we're talking about, and I'm not going to let you continue. No, everyone that plays it. basketball knows what wolf means. It's kind of like that. Like oh, that's man. that's what. When is the area secure? <laughs> On the ride home. Yeah, <laughs> wolf. <laughs> we should do that as the podcast sign off. It's like, when's the podcast over? On the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> when it <laughs> stops playing. <laughs> when you hear the theme no song. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Mine Hunters, and oh gosh. I know we're ripping on it, but that movie is just ridiculous, and it's so fun. It's really just, enjoyable. Yeah, it's just bananas. It's a movie that I feel like you need to watch with your friends and then just really don't care about people talking about stuff. Because like, I absolutely loved Peter yelling, stop, just somebody stop it, as the dominoes are falling. It's so long. Just be like, why are you watching this? Because it's not like an instant domino fall. It's like... It's like a minute and a half. Mousetrap style. And it goes around the entire room. And they're all like fascinated by it. And I like uh, reason of doubt. They think it's all a simulation. But like, why would you let that play out? That would make me so nervous. Yeah. Even in a simulation, it can simulate your death. Yeah. Like you'd still lose. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, that was uh, Mindhunter's uh, final thoughts, really, around the table. Peter. Oh, wait, I guess we didn't say who we think Chris Farley should have been. No, I did at the beginning. Oh, you thought it should have been the puppeteer? <laughs> yeah, he shows up in the morning, and he's like with his little marionette box. No, he comes out like an FBI soldier with like a clipboard being like, you never caught me. Fail, <laughs> fail, fail. But he's still look like he's got his puppets. I just want him to look like he's a puppeteer. Yeah, like he has a weird sort of costume on, yeah. and he's just been on the other side of the island. <laughs> Laying... Traps and stuff. <laughs> like, it's like, this is the worst class of training. Yeah, just Easiest kind of him gig ever. Just, waiting. just picks up his paycheck. Oh, man. I'm just laughing at the idea of him like lecturing El Cool J and Sarah at the beach, being like, you didn't find body at site three. You didn't like going through the whole list. And I'm just staring at him like, what the hell? It's like Tucker and Dale where he calls in to dispatch. And he's like, these FBI agents are killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. We got these teenagers all over the place killing themselves. Oh, man. 
But yeah, so now let's go around and do final thoughts because I don't think I can beat that. Yeah, Chris I was going to say LL Cool J, like the monkey bar scene would have been great with Chris Farley. Like, oh, <laughs> with Chris, wait, are you but, saying Chris Farley is Vince or Chris Farley as LL Cool J? <laughs> I meant LL Cool J, but Vince is <laughs> Chris Farley in the wheelchair the whole time. Yeah, that would have been be funny. Humorous. Um, final thoughts. Again, I already said it. I really like the movie. It was fun. The dialogue's really bad. So if you don't mind having a big uh, suspension of disbelief and some bad dialogue and bad physics. Um, and chemistry. And yeah, bad chemistry. <laughs> really, truly, I just I enjoyed the traps. I enjoyed the premise. Yeah. Um, and that kind of carried the movie for me. Yeah, I definitely like just the ridiculousness of this movie. Peter, talk about how great this movie is. Uh, Well... I actually found a, a little bit of a review. It's kind of a longer review, but I kind of wanted to read a little excerpt. Yeah, it's, this really, is from really short one. RogerEbert.com, who actually gave this movie a two and a half out of three because it's out of three. What? Maybe it's out of four, but we don't see the empty fourth <laughs> star. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but It might be out of five. Talking about all the maybe... <laughs> He's talking about all the people coming to the island, you know. The people who arrive on the island are there for an exercise in the profiling of a mass killer. Can they construct a psychological profile to narrow the search to the likely suspects? Val Comer plays their instructor as the kind of expert you suspect has studied the dummy's guide to profiling. <laughs> he kind of introduces people. He goes, they all have a single character trait announced with such frequency that apparently when they packed for the island, they were allowed to bring along only one. There's the <laughs> character who likes to smoke, the character who will not go anywhere out of the gun, yada, yada, yada. The ingen ingenuity of their deaths is impressive. Murder traps are raked all over the island. You may think they are all unbelievably complicated, but I say they're nothing a rogue agent couldn't accomplish if he were assisted by an army of key grips, carpenters, best boys, electricians, set designers, art directors, special effects wizards, makeup experts, and half a dozen honey wagons. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true, because uh, we talked about it a little bit, and I, I kind of talked about it, just with the timeline we have, the killer set up the most elaborate traps in such a little amount of time. Like, these are traps that, like, Jigsaw would have spent months on. And he did it in, like, two hours. He's no Jigsaw. He's no Jigsaw. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's going to wrap it up. Uh, that was Mindhunters. Uh, John, it's your pick next week. And um, have you selected a movie? It'll be a surprise. It will be a surprise. Stay tuned. Wait, is that a surprise because you don't know or a surprise because you want to keep it a surprise. No, that's the name of the movie. Oh. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. It's an indie film. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of it. 1910. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, remember, you can reach us on Twitter at TMFT Podcast. You can write us an email at gmail at tmftpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're trying to get on Spotify. We might be on there in the next couple weeks. So, uh, keep you up to date on that we're also on soundcloud stitcher google play um yeah that's really about it uh i'm mark burris with me as always is peter blankenship and john girdler uh rate and subscribe and uh hey peter when's the podcast over uh when you hear the theme music for the second time oh, god it's on the ride home damn it <laughs> oh, peter no, <sighs> we'll, we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>